Last time on Improv Tabletop, we met a new trio of heroes who often skirts about the outer reaches of Hogwarts, not in the spotlight. While Harry and his friends are off being big attention hogs, off in the corners we've got Greya the house elf, Group the troll, and Danuary the American exchange student. We found them on one morning before the first event of the Triwizard Tournament, but there was some trouble going on with the food, so Danuary went down to the kitchens, where he and Greya discovered that Group had messed up the transportation magic that moves the food from the kitchens up into the Great Hall. So they got into a bit of an argument. They basically murdered Winky. I mean, she's still alive, but she's not doing super great. That's actually why she's sad. Yeah, exactly. And when Mad-Eye Moody discovered this, he was like, hey, you guys are in trouble. I'm taking you to meet the big old boss hoss Dumbledore himself. So they went up to Dumbledore's office, but on the way, they gave some Ravenclaw students some questionable literature and also ran into the massive dweebus himself, Harry Potter, <laughs> and the massive heartthrob himself, Cedric Diggory. <laughs> But they managed to make their way up into Dumbledore's office, where he told them that he had some suspicions that there was a saboteur who might be trying to kill at least one member of the Triwizard Tournament. So he asked them if they would be willing to join his strike team. What happens next? Let's find out here in the world of Dumbledore's Delinquents. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the fake RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... McKenna Lee, Steel Randall, the first... Justin Porter, a.k.a. JP, and Daniel Radcliffe is going to be the new Weird Al in his biopic, and that is actually true. <gasps> what? Whoa! Yeah. What? I'll let Connor introduce himself because that's the formality, but... I'm Connor Douglas Wood, Rice Crispy Critic. Nice. Okay, so, so Daniel Radcliffe... Yeah, he's playing Weird Al. Is, I read this today, he's actually going to be Weird Al, yeah. Holy cow. So we're going to get all together and go see this. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird Al went on Twitter and was like, this is the role the world will remember Daniel <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely probably forget Harry Potter exists after this film. It's going to trump all movies. Well, we're going to put a very strong watch on that movie that's going to be coming out. But for the time being, let's get back into this situation here. So you're up in Dumbledore's office. He's just sent Mad-Eye Moody off to get some cosmetic surgery from Madame Pomfrey. <laughs> and he goes back to his desk and turns off the phonograph that's currently playing white and nerdy and <laughs> waves his wand and a few plump chairs appear behind you guys. And he says, please do sit down with me, friends. I quickly sit. I'll plop. I sit next to Greya. Ooh. Mm -hmm. He gives another wave of his wand and all of the chairs scooch forward closer to his desk and group for a second. You almost think that you feel Greya's foot kind of flail out against yours as you're moving forward. Oh, my lanta. Wow. <laughs> and Dumbledore says, please refrain from using such language in my office. Sorry, Both, but this is getting intense. If there's one thing that I know makes you guys delinquent it's your language. Goodness gracious. You've all got such mouths on you. I would like to point out that I don't think Greya said anything. Oh, she will. Hey, Dumbledore, you want to hear one I learned back in the States? All right. Beep. 
Wizard swears. Beep, beep, beep. And then furthermore, there was this one guy who said beep. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you were saying something important, I think. Yeah, Dumbledore <laughs> waves his wand and a strip of duct tape appears over your mouth. And he says... Now, obviously, I don't want a child getting killed at my school because that would look very bad on my report. So, you guys are going to make sure that doesn't happen. Mr. Dumbledore, nice to meet you. My name's Group. I'm a big fan, big fan. Um, but yeah, between you and me, this is like, doesn't a kid die here like every other day? Yes, but if Harry Potter dies, or if Cedric Diggory dies, or if any of the other foreign students die, that's going to make it right onto the headlines of the Daily Bugle. Is it? That's not the one around here. It's the Daily Prophet. It's definitely the Daily Prophet. <laughs> I need photos of Harry Potter. Get him now. <laughs> It's going to get all over... I mean, J.K. Simmons is going to be riding all over me trying to get all the details. So we, I know there are children who die here all the time, but they're not important, so they don't make it into the news. These are the important kids, so we need to make sure they don't die. I mean, yeah, it's kind of got a point. Yes, please continue. Now, I do think I might have a lead as to who we should be tailing. And he reaches behind his desk and he pulls out a flannel gram. There's a couple like felt figures that he's got and he starts placing them onto the flannel gram. And he's like, first, we've got Harry Potter over here and we've got Cedric Diggory over here. And you notice that the felt figures are very, very exaggerated. Harry's got like a bunch of pimples all over his face and huge buck teeth. And Cedric is completely shirtless and his <laughs> skin is sparkling in the sunlight. Gosh. I would like to peel back my duct tape a little and be like, did you make these like in your own time? <laughs> I have a lot of free time. I don't teach any classes anymore, so I get to do whatever I want up here. So he his own, I guess. And I put the duct tape back on. Now here we have the two main targets and I have an idea of who I should have you tail. And he puts up a felt figure of a very tall, thin person in a completely black robe with long, greasy black hair. And he goes, obviously it's Snape. That hacker is skeevy as all get out. That Ooh, true that. He's probably the rudest to all of us because his food is never cooked exactly how he wants it. I want to meet him and I want to show him some magic. And I pull out my cards. <laughs> no, he's he's alright. He's a real big hacker. <laughs> Dumbledore looks down at your cards group and he says, This is a school of magic I am unfamiliar with. Could you please elucidate? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Okay, and I'm gonna oh, no! split the deck in half and uh, take a look at your card. Okay, remember it. Okay, now I'm gonna put the back in here. I'm gonna mix these around, shuffle a little bit, put it behind my head, behind my back, put it behind your ear. And what's this behind your ear? Is this your card? And you pull out the five of diamonds and his eyes get wide and he stumbles back in his chair and he goes, oh, this is dark wizardry. <laughs> Group, that was amazing. That was so cool. Gray, I gives you a slight half smile. And Dumbledore starts like crawling across his desk. He's looking around. He's like, I do not see your wand. This is terribly powerful magic that you have brought into my office. Well, that means you got the right guy to figure out who's trying to kill these kids. We know who it is. It's Snape. Oh, we solved the mystery. Oh, well, I want to meet Snape, though. It's kind of a downer. He was kind of one of my heroes. That's weird. Yeah, he reminds me of my dead dad, though. I just kind of avoid him. Well, you're going to have to stop trying to avoid him because I'm sure he's going 
going to try and kill my beloved Cedric Diggory, the best student at the entire Hogwarts Academy of Witchcraft and Wizardry. And so I need you to tail that hacker and make sure he's not doing anything untoward. Yeah, we're certainly not going to let Cedric die like the coolest guy on campus. Yeah, I have a poster of him in my little closet. Isn't that a little, like, taboo? What? I don't know. How old are you? Never mind. Never mind. You don't ask a lady her age. And while you guys are distracted talking to each other, Dumbledore flicks his wand and his closet closes so you can't see his posters of Cedric Diggory. (laughs) (laughs) His shrine. There's a lot more of those little dolls where that goes. And Dumbledore says, Now, all of you, you best be about your way, but first, a couple of magical gadgets to help you along the way. You would not be an effective strike team without some good intel from HQ, right? I think I heard that in a James Bond film once when I was in America. Yeah, James Bond. (laughs) I like Sean Connery. Anyway, (coughs) that sounds literally super cool. And he reaches under his desk and he pulls out a few items. Uh, The first one he hands to Greya and it appears to be a little stuffed cat. Not like a taxidermied cat, but like a little stuffed animal cat. (gasps) And he says, this one, when you give it little chinny scratches, and he scratches it under the chin and it starts moving and you can hear like whirring noises inside of its eyes. And he goes, this is a surveillance drone that I have made for you. So like when you say drone, you mean it like flies around? I, I did not know that was what drone meant. I just heard it in an American film and thought it sounded cool. Oh, well, I mean, maybe that is what it means. I don't really know. That, thank you. And I kiss it. We've got kind of like a bittersweet thing going on with the drones over in America. We we uh, we kind of regret some of the stuff, but uh, I'll, I'll leave that for another time. Oh, I don't even want to begin thinking about what Americans regret. There's just so much. There really is. Yeah, we've done some silly stuff. I'll hold my hand up there. And he reaches and pulls out another object that he hands towards group. And you see it is a top hat. (laughs) I am flabbergasted and I put it right on my head. And he says, oh, to be careful, there are a bunch of doves inside of that hat. (laughs) There are doves in this hat? That'll be great for my act. Yes, exactly. The doves are magicked into existence to be able to create a perfect distraction if you need it. You mean misdirection. Uh, yes, definitely. That's misdirection. And he pulls out a sketch pad and starts writing down under a big heading that says unknown dark magics. <laughs> Just in big cursive font, the word misdirection. <laughs> and then he reaches down and pulls out a third object that he hands towards Danuary. Ooh. And he says, I have modeled this after a strange muggle invention that made it into my possession recently. And it looks exactly like a Game Boy Advance SP, the Pikachu. <gasps> edition oh my god and he hands it towards you and he says this will allow you direct communication with me in case you should need it Dumbledore I don't want to be uh, melodramatic or anything but you're the coolest guy ever I know that is not melodramatic at all it is just a statement of fact nice I pocket it all right and as you're pocketing it you notice that it does have a cartridge that says Pokemon Emerald already <laughs> in the slot cool and so yeah you got <laughs> did he just get confused and thought he gave me a phone <laughs> Nah, never mind. We'll find out later. (laughs) And so you guys have been outfitted with your gear, and Dumbledore gets very somber, and he says, If Cedric Diggory dies on your watch, I'm afraid I will have to expel all of you in the most violent manner possible. Oh, jeez. Then I'll just have to go back to living with my dead parents. Permanently. You, You live with your dead parents? Well, not anymore. I live here. 
Oh, <laughs> right. And they're dead. Let's go find this snake guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys head down the staircase out of Dumbledore's office, and it descends down with you. So it's just the statue up on top there. And as you guys begin moving down the hallway, most of the people are already outside because the Triwizard Tournament is going on and everybody wants to watch the big kerfuffle. And as you're moving along, you do eventually run into what appears to be one of the paintings from the wall, except it's not on the wall. It's like moving down the hallway by itself, it seems. What? Guys, should we pursue that? That looks a little out of the ordinary. I think that's what we're keeping an eye out for. I've been working here for like quite a few years, and by a few, not like 80. Oh, jeez. I've never seen that a day in my life. Hmm. So to say that we should go get it, let's go get it. Well, let's go get it. I want to impress you. I mean, I want to help you. So I go run up and grab the painting. All right. Roll to overcome with quick. Two. All right. You rush in to grab the painting. And just at the last moment, it jerks out of the way. So your hands grasp thin air and you hear a gleeful voice and it goes, Oh, naughty, naughty, you'll get cotty. Hmm. This looks like a job for magic. Uh, Vatakadabra, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Roll to overcome with clever. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a one. That's a one. All right. This disembodied voice is going to roll to defend with quick and also gets a one. So you are currently tied. And I'm going to say the result of this is he doesn't freeze, but you do see the invisibility is dispelled and it is Peeves the Poltergeist. I knew it. Who has this painting in his hands. This guy. Ah, jeez. Peeves, get your little butt out of the air. You're so annoying and you know I can't even stand you and your pranks. And then I give him a little wink and I say... Peeves, how are you doing? And he looks down at you and goes, Oh, I'm doing a bit of a job at the moment. What type of job are you doing? You know I love to be involved in your latest pranks. And he flips around the painting, and you see that the painting is, in fact, the fat lady that hmm. usually guards the Gryffindor common room. Do we know anybody in Gryffindor that might need protection? Not that I can think of. Harry Potter, I so want to meet that guy. Isn't he in Gryffindor? I'm pretty sure he's in Gryffindor, but I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the other freaking orphan. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Does anyone want him dead? Peeves, who are you working for? Peeves puts a finger aside his nose and gives a little wink and says, Oh, I can't just be telling you who my boss is. That would spoil all the fun. I narrow my eyes and I furrow my brow and I say, You're gonna tell us or I'm gonna exercise you. <laughs> Peeves looks very confused and he's like, I don't have a body. I don't have muscles, so I can't... Uh, my heart is gone, so cardio is straight out the window. I'm gonna send you to whatever god is out there. You understand me? <laughs> I may not be a very talented wizard yet, but I do come from a very Catholic family, so I know what I'm doing. Uh, all right, roll to overcome with... What is the most religious approach? <laughs> roll to overcome with, let's say, careful? Careful. Okay, that is a two. A two. Peeves is going to try and resist that with clever, getting a flat zero. Yes. So what does your exorcism look like? <gasps> All right, peeves. I'm going to exercise you like I said. So I, I pull out my rosary <laughs> I've had the whole time. And I say, I may be a wizard, but uh, be gone with you. 
And then I just hold it out at him. <laughs> All right, you hold out the rosary, and he's like, what on earth is this? And as he, like, moves in to take a closer look at it, he's blocked by, like, an invisible wall. And you see, as he tries to move in further, he's, like, pressing his hands against this barrier, and he looks at them, and a shock goes over his face as his hands begin to smoke and dissolve away into the air. And he starts screaming, and he's like, what? No, no, the power of Judeo-Christian God is not supposed to work here. <laughs> and in a puff of smoke, Peeves completely disappears into the ether, and the painting clatters onto the floor. Jeez, I was just trying to threaten the guy. I didn't mean to send him to real heck or whatever. Well, you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, there goes our only suspect. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, this is not going very well for us. The both of you are using wild different magic I've never seen before in the likes of my life. This <laughs> this is the magic of Christianity. I'll tell you about it some other time. We gotta focus on this right now. Both y'all are using both y'all. <laughs> <laughs> both of you are using dark magic here. Have you been with a you know who? With the pastor? I mean, a few years ago, and then at my parents' funeral. So, yeah. Pastor. Yeah, it's, uh, he gave me this, and he said a bunch of words. Anyway, um, I don't think this end of thinking is going to help us out with uh, figuring out who set this guy up to You're right, I'm... you're right. It's a story for a different month. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to flip the painting over and be like, Fat lady. Lady, are you okay? The uh, chair that she's usually in has been replaced with a fainting couch, and she is sprawled out across it. She's fanning her face with a handkerchief, and she goes, Oh, that was absolutely terrible. Oh, unspeakable. Oh, what, what did he tell you anything? He told me that the people within Gryffindor House did not need protection and that there was going to be a big killing later on. Ooh. Did you hear it? Oh, who he's been working with or who sent him to do this? That I did not hear, I'm afraid, but it has to be Snape. That hacker is skeevy as all get out. Oh, yeah, that hacker. Have you seen Snape recently? We're, we're kind of trying to find the guy. I'm usually stuck to the wall and he doesn't often come up in the Gryffindor area, but the other day he did come jaunting by in his skeevy, skeevy way. Skeevy, skeevy way. Uh, maybe we better just uh, keep looking around and asking around, see if we can find this Snape guy, because, man, things are clearly happening. Someone is setting up someone to die. I know he usually likes to hang around in the lower levels of the school, like uh, his office, where it's spooky. Yeah, I mean, we could try there. I usually like to put a little, like, fart machine sound thing in the air. Drives him crazy. Oh, jeez. Greya, I knew I liked you. Like, day one, I was like, I get along with this lunch lady, and this is just more evidence of that. That's hilarious. Well, let's go. I know, like, a little secret passageway to get there. You just have to move this one statue, and then all of a sudden, you're, like, plump right in his office. So that's so convenient. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I learned it a few years ago. There's this group of boys taught me where all these little different little hidden pathways where do you know what their names are i uh, would love to know about the secret passages in this place <laughs> well i think quite a few of them are dead or in jail now so yeah that sounds pretty uh for the par over here at hogwarts so I, c I could take you but you probably wouldn't get very many answers if i took you to the grave and i don't think you really want to go to azkaban i mean i'm sure that uh danuary over here can resurrect people i mean he said people no i can't <laughs> i uh i tried that on my parents <laughs> They're not coming back, no matter what. That's some of the words that the priest said. 
and the fat lady is like, um, I would really like to go back to my home. This is very depressing. Oh, what? You've never seen an orphan before? Group, carry this. Group, yeah, you're the, you're the carrier guy. You got the big I arms. I can barely pick this fat thing up. All right, I, I, I got it. I got it. Give it to me. And as you're carrying the painting, the fat lady looks down at you, Greya, and she's like, I can't believe that in all of the decades you've worked here, you've never thought to learn my name. Well, I'm sorry. What's your name? It's Brunhilde Mirald Swaddlebargle. Well, that's probably why no one wants to know your name. That's impossible to say. You terrible little creature. What are, what are your No other... creature's my brother. <laughs> Can we give you a nickname, Brunhilde, whatever? <laughs> and as you're placing the painting back in its place over the door of the Gryffindor common room, she's like, well, I suppose the fat lady is good enough for most people around here. All right, the fat lady, I guess we'll see you later. <laughs> and as you guys depart, you can hear her mincing oaths under her voice so that you uh, don't hear exactly what she's saying, but you figure that Dumbledore would probably not be too happy about it. So you guys continue down the hallway. Lots of weird stuff going on. Eventually you make it to that statue that Greya was uh, initially pointed out to you. And you move it to the side, and you can see there's a big stone chute that goes down, 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 down. Ooh. All right. Usually, I'm able to, like, attach my little rope, but I didn't really bring that with me. Don't you worry. In my pack here, and I start pulling out, but it's, like, the handkerchiefs that are put together, and I start pulling them out. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It just keeps going. This guy's amazing. You got a lot of tricks. I'm agreeing with Dumbledore more that it's some type of dark magic, but sometimes dark magic is not so bad. Yeah, dark magic is cool. So is exorcism. Dark magic, sleight of hand, they're basically the same thing. All right, let's get down there. Okay, I'll go first so that way you guys don't mess it up. Yeah, lady first. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a lady. Can you climb down very easily with your wooden leg? Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Let me just pop it off and I uh, <laughs> stick it on my head so that it doesn't, so that it's more like linear. More streamlined. Yeah, more streamlined. <laughs> You're more aerodynamic this way. Listen, that's how I get down really fast. It's, cool. yeah. Um, and so that way I'm feeling more aerodynamic and I go right down to the bottom and right before I get to the bottom, I like use my super strong muscles of my arms and I stop myself and then I take it back off of my head and put it back on. And I gently set myself down. All right. Let's see how super strong your muscles are. Go ahead and roll to overcome with forceful. It's a plus one. Plus one. So you kind of get some abrasions on your hands as they're sliding against the stone. But it's nothing you haven't dealt with before. I mean, you have those cook's hands so you can like reach into pots of boiling water to grab a piece of pasta to test it. You don't have to worry about like a little bit of abrasion on the surface. But yeah, you make it down to the bottom, put your peg leg back on, and you can see the back of the other statue in Snape's office that this passage leads to. And I'll move out of the way so that they can all come down. But I'm going to go up to the statue, open the little latch that's at the base of it, and go inside and look through the eye holes. (laughs) Yeah, you peek through the eye holes of the statue, And you see that Snape is just at this moment walking out of the office and closing the door behind him. Ah, poop. All right. Come on, everybody. Let's be quiet. And I go ahead and I move the statue really quietly. And I go in and I go up to his desk and start rummaging around. Yeah, let's dig through his stuff. See what he's got going on. Yeah, all of you roll to overcome with clever to see what you can find. 
I got a zero. I got a plus two. Mm, plus two. All right, so January, uh, you begin rummaging through and you open one cabinet and you notice he's got like some power bars and some cup noodles and stuff in there. He would. I munch. I do munch. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a little kettle on his desk, like a constantly boiling magical kettle that he uses for potions stuff. So you just pour that in and uh, what flavor of cup noodle do you grab? Magic beef. <laughs> <laughs> got some nice ramen that you can eat while the other people are finding some stuff. Now, group, what you find is you're looking through the desk and this one is full of a bunch of like potions components and you notice that there are some components that are conspicuously missing. Hey guys, hey guys, look, some components are conspicuously missing. Hmm, I take out my backup notebook and I flip to the first page. See here, there's a, there's a recipe up here and we are missing some things. What are we missing? I can write it down. All right, yes, of course, of course. So it looks like we're missing spider knuckles. Ew. <laughs> spider knuckles, hair of a superhero. What? And Superheroes are real? <laughs> probably Cedric's here we'll have to get. Yep. And, um, and some fate dice. What's a fate dice? That sounds like some nerd crap. What is this, Harry Potter's room? <laughs> you are absolutely right, Danuary. That was a brilliant contribution. Thanks, Greya. I got distracted by noodles. I'm sorry. All right. We got spider knuckles, which I actually have a collection of. Why? <laughs> a super dice. Good snack. Superheroes here and fate dice. Now, why would they be missing is the question. They probably need them for something. I mean, he's maybe he's gonna make a bomb. I don't know. Is that is that how you make a bomb? Here, let's let's see if we. Wow, you got me talking on a list, Connor. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let let's see if one of the books have like a spell in it or something, or like a potion in it that we could take a look at, and it's got all of these components in it. While everybody's looking through books, I just start putting books in my pack. <laughs> oh look, Twilight Eclipse, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. It's signed by someone named Robert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those of you who are looking through the magic books, go ahead and roll to overcome with clever. Clever. That's uh, two. Also a two. All right. So yeah, you guys are pouring through one particular book and you come across a page. Uh, it's in a section of poisons. Ooh. And there is a particular one that is labeled psychic poison. Psychic poison? Yeah. The idea here being that, you know, a lot of poisons, they have to be inhaled or ingested or they have to like break the skin. This is a poison that can be administered through the mind. What? Yeah, and there's a bit of like the history of this potion in there. It talks about how the most famous type of superhero to get a hair from, like any superhero can work, but it's more powerful if you get a psychic superhero. Mm. That's why Charles Xavier has no hair because the wizard uh, stole all of it. Wizards, <laughs> very rare indeed, very. <laughs> I'm very pleased with myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is apparently somebody is taking these components to make some psychic poison. That's probably bad, right? Also, Snake is super suspicious. Snake is super suspicious? <laughs> so we gotta figure out if he's the one making this, and if he is, how to stop his brain poison. Well, let me, let me peek into his classroom. I don't think anybody's got class right now. Let me just go over and uh, spit sneakily. 
All right, yeah. So you peek through the door and nobody's in here. Uh, all the students are out watching the Triwizard Tournament right now. But you, uh, let's resolve what happened with your check to see what you found. You start looking around this place and you look inside Snape's cauldron and it looks like he's been brewing some hair loss potions. Uh, he needs to keep his greasy locks in top condition. Good for him. Uh, and so you're like, okay, Snape isn't the one who's been brewing this psychic potion. But you do find tucked away in one of the corners, like behind some rubbish bins, is a cauldron that has been recently used, and it does have residue of psychic poison inside of it. This is not quite a smoking gun, but it is a dirty cauldron. Let's call this evidence, yeah? Yeah. Here, let me go ahead and bag it up, and we'll take it up to Dumbledore and show him what we've got. It's a start. Uh, who knows? Is there is there like a name engraved on the bottom of the cauldron to see who it belongs to? Maybe it, like just double check it's Snape's. Uh, roll a luck check. Oh, that's just a straight check, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Property of Snape. Don't show Dumbledore. <laughs> Half-blood prince. <laughs> this is minus one. Minus one. It does not have a name engraved on the bottom, unfortunately. In fact, with a minus one, you can see that there was a name engraved on the bottom, but it's been filed away. No. Jeez. Oh, well, I mean, it's something. We have something to go off. We know he's planning on making a psychic poison. We just gotta figure out how to stop him and who his target is. Well, isn't his target Cedric Diggory or Harry Potter? I don't know, probably. They're like the important ones that Dumbledore made the dolls out of, but... <laughs> Which of those important ones? You know, is he just gonna kill everyone? Is what kind of who hired this guy? Well, uh, you know what? I'm kind of feeling that we go out there to that wizard tournament, ask around, you know, see if we can get some clues or maybe make some friends or show us some references. I don't know. Let's just go out there and look. That's probably good because if we go back to Dumbledore and we only have this cauldron, he's gonna be like, "You all got absolutely nothing." Yeah. Oh yeah, I have this. And then I pull out my Game Boy Advance SP Pokemon <gasps> Edition. That's right. And I flip it on. Let me try and call Dumbledore. And I turn on the device. Ding. <laughs> well, it was just the Game Boy. I guess let's, uh, let's talk to him later. <laughs> then you hear a voice coming out of it like, Ah, yes, you figured out how to activate the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, Dumbledore. Look, we found a, a cauldron with a bunch of psychic poison uh, here in Snape's office. We're in Snape's office. I hope that's okay. You are breaking uh, anyway. and entering into okay. Well, I'll, I'll just overlook that because you're working for me. Psychic poison is super not great. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Well, today's event is not one of the more well-televised ones. They didn't write about it in the book. It's the slug-eating contest. So maybe you should go and check what's going on with that, because if I were going to try and poison somebody, I would probably try and hide it in an event where people are eating really nasty stuff. I'll have to try that sometime. I just you a really little... don't want to. They have me cook it up, and it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Gusting what we throw in there. Greya, I love your cooking. Don't be so hot on Not yourself. Not this time. I put some of my own nail clippings in there. It's disgusting. Okay, yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. Well, between your brain and my brain and group's height and his social skills, we're bound to learn something at this event. But I think we need to maybe dress up a little bit more, put on some, like, disguises. That way it's not weird. People aren't going to be like, oh, what the heck are these guys doing? They're like, there's this massive troll walking about. And last time there was a troll, everybody freaked the heck out. Oh, jeez. Um, excuse me. And I flaunt my, my scarf. I look just the part of... 
have a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, you do look like some of the bigger ones. All right, then you know what? I need something. And then I look over and see Snape's confiscation bin. Um, <laughs> yes. And look for um, something Slytherin related. Oh, fooey. He took my wallet and put it in here. I'm going to take that <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, you've got like your organ donor card and stuff in there. You really need that. Don't mind if I do. So you grab your wallet back. You notice that all of the money is gone. <laughs> that guy really is kind of a hecka, huh? What a jerk. Yeah, and not only that, your GameStop gift card is also gone. <gasps> Snape owes me $7. <laughs> you probably traded in like an Xbox One for those $7. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> So, yeah, Gray, you're looking through the confiscation box, and there is a few Slytherin objects in here. Uh, not as many as the other houses. You figure that Snape doesn't seem to steal from the Slytherins as much as the other people. You know, maybe a favoritism kind of thing. But there are some scarves in there because every student is given six scarves every year. Uh, so there's a few Slytherin scarves in there. There's a couple of Slytherin-like enamel pins in there as well. And there is a Slytherin beanie. All right, I'm going to take the scarf and like throw it around my neck so it looks fashionable. I'm going to put the little Slytherin pin on my apron and then put the beanie on and say, I hate Harry Potter. <laughs> it's perfect. You look just like him. Wow. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn and pose and say, my father's going to hear about this. Oh my gosh. Who let the Malfoy in? Jeez. I followed that kid around. He drives me the heckin' crazy. Well, I think we're pretty prepared. All right. To the slugs. Let's go. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's really hard to climb back up that. Um, well, we could always use the door. We could always use the door. I really would like to use the door this time. Uh, group, it might be a little bit faster. Could I ride on your shoulders for a moment? Ooh. Yes. It's just probably going to be a little bit faster. My feet are really small. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, of course. Yeah, just, yeah, all right. Yep, yeah, just, okay, you just help yourself up. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, get you up. Let's go. I guess I'll just walk. Group up. Can I climb up too? I'm kind of jealous now. I got two shoulders for a reason. Come on up here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Double the delinquent. We're going to save the kids. What a wholesome troll. <laughs> So you guys head out of the potions classroom into the dungeons and you start heading your way across the grounds in the direction of the slug eating platform that they've built up by the Quidditch pitch. And as you get closer in, you kind of try and blend into the crowd a little bit and everybody's just absolutely enraptured. The slugs themselves are like each a foot long Ugh. and as thick around as a massive zucchini. And you can see that they're on round six. So each of them has already eaten five of these slugs and they're on the sixth ones. And you can see that like Victor already has his completely packed away. Fleur is really struggling. She's like daintily cutting up the slug into little pieces and trying to get it down. And Cedric and Harry are about neck and neck. They're like halfway through their slugs at this point, And they're like throwing glances back and forth each other. There's like lightning shooting between their eyes just how much they hate each other oh my gosh that's so gross and the entire crowd is enraptured they're all staring very attentively at this contest and i'm just going to do some rolls real quick i'll start rolling for fleur 
who gets a minus one, <gasps> she takes a bite of slug and she just Ralphs all over the place. Yeah, none of the wizards here have ever seen the exorcist, but if they had seen the exorcist, then that's about the level of projectile <laughs> vomiting that we're getting here. I've seen the exorcist. That's where I learned how to do that trick. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is gross. So Madame Pomfrey comes walking up and she grabs Fleur and pulls her off of the stage into the nearby pop-up infirmary. And so it's just the three dudes left. They start getting ready for round seven. Everybody is like cheering and whooping and hollering. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Oh yeah, let's uh, let's look around for Snape, yeah? You guys look around over here. I'm small enough. I'm gonna go ahead and like crawl under the platform to see if there's anything like nefarious like under there cool. or like backstage or something. And I've got some tricks that I wanna try out on some kids and see if I, maybe I can make some more friends and more references. <laughs> I'll see you guys back here in a minute. Okay. I'm going to watch the competition, I guess. All right. So, January, you pull out your SP and you start up Pokemon Emerald. <laughs> uh, what's January's starter? Uh, yeah, no, he's definitely gone with Torchic. Nice. A man after my own heart. That's fair. Torchic's cute. Torchic's way cute, yeah. So, yeah, you start playing Pokemon, watching the show. Let's uh, go to Greya as you are slinking around underneath the stands. Go ahead and roll to overcome with clever to see what you find. Plus one. All right. So you get underneath the stands and you're kind of peering out. There are some booted legs in front of you that you're kind of peering out through. And you can see far on the other side of the stands is where the faculty are sitting. And you see that Snape himself is seated right next to Mad-Eye Moody. And holy cow, Mad-Eye got a glow up. He's looking radiant right now. Whatever surgery Madame Pomfrey is doing must be really working for him. But yeah, you see he's sitting right next to Snape. And Snape is looking very intently at the contestants. And you see him muttering under his breath. He's muttering? I'm gonna make my way over to the faculty and I'm gonna go underneath and I'm gonna put my cat right there. Just give him a little scritchy scritch on his chin and put him right by his feet so that maybe I can step farther away and see if I can hear him. All right, yeah. So this is kind of find familiar-esque. If you would like to, you can elect to replace your senses with the cat's senses and you will be able to see and hear as if you are the cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do that. All right, yeah. So you move away and you slip into the cat's vision and you hear this purring noise in your ears constantly, but the cat gets up and kind of starts stretching out its legs, does the big tail up in the <gasps> air stretch. Dude. That's my favorite one. And then it uh, kind of sits down awaiting your commands. Um, I'm going to crawl down a few people over by McGonagall and hop up. And uh, I would like to reiterate, this is not a taxidermied cat. This is like a stuffed animal cat. That's right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. So I don't <laughs> do that. Um, I'm just going to slink behind him, kind of hide in the shadows but that way I'm closer to his ears. All right, go ahead and roll to overcome with Sneaky. I want to use a fate point because I want to, and I'm going to use my Sneaky Prankster trouble um, to add a plus two to that roll to make it a plus four. Plus four, all right. So you sneak up behind Snape, 
and you start kind of listening in, and at that exact moment, uh, Professor Flitwick has just arrived back from the concessions, and he holds out a cup for Snape, and he's like, I've got your diet Mountain Dew, just like you asked. <laughs> you would. <laughs> and Snape stops his muttering, and he reaches out, and he grabs it, and he's like, Ah, oh, yes, thank you very much. I've been so thirsty. And... <laughs> And Flitwick pulls out another cup and hands it over to Mad-Eye Mood. And he's like, and your five fingers of whiskey on the rocks. And Mad-Eye takes it and starts knocking it back. And the two of them start chatting back and forth. And Snape is like, something terrible is going on here, would you not say? And Mad-Eye's like, it's something very terrible. I, I suspect there might be a saboteur around here. And the two of them look each other right in the eyes and they furrow their brows towards each other. And Snape is like, yes, I wonder who it could be. <laughs> and Mad-Eye's like, I might say the same for you. And at that moment, Professor Flitwick hands over a big old bucket of popcorn and kind of breaks up their eye contact. And they turn back to the stands. And with the cat behind them now, you can hear that both of them are muttering at the same time. Oh, jeez. But I can't tell what exactly they're muttering. So one of them is muttering a spell and the other is muttering a counter spell. The problem is with the purring of the cat, you can't quite tell which is doing which. Ooh. Okay. I am going to bring the cat back down, squish between the little slit between like the stands, and go back to myself. And then I'll pick her up and go run back to meet up with everybody and tell them what I found. All right. At this point, uh, Victor has actually also vomited. He's out of the running, so it's just Harry versus Cedric. And let's cut to what group has been doing this entire time. Oh, true. Out of your nose. And what is this? Is this your card? And <laughs> these students just scream and <laughs> they get up out of the stands and they start running away. <laughs> Sheer terror. Ah, I'll get them next time. All right, let's go to the next crowd. Hi, I'm group. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> and as you approach, uh, one in particular stands up. He's a Gryffindor, kind of portly, and he starts moving in the direction of the stands and he's like i'm going to go cheer for harry and everybody's like okay neville have fun oh. and so <laughs> neville starts making his way up towards the stand so he can be like in the front row you did a good neville voice oh thank you you're welcome you go up to the next group and one of them looks towards you and is like what the heck are you doing here well, I'm here just to be with the crowd and to see the Triwizard Tournament and to show some magic, which I'm sure you've never seen before. And this prissy, pompous Gryffindor girl says, I know every kind of magic there is. Try me. All right. Pick a card. She reaches out and she picks a card and she shows it to you. It is the Seven of Clubs. All right, good thing you showed it to me and I'm gonna put it back in the deck and I'm gonna shuffle it around I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna throw it up the air. Avada Kedabra! <laughs> As you say that, like all of the students around her just hit the deck underneath the pictures. <laughs> Hands in the air. And then I go and I just pick up one card and say, is this your card? And she looks at it and she says, "It that that is my card, yes. Ooh, magic. 
<laughs> and at that moment, you feel a tugging against your pant leg, and you look down and you see Greya is underneath the stands, indicating for you to come and join her. Oh, yeah, of course. And I crouch down, and I obviously can't fit under the stand, but half of me can. And you've already picked up Danuary, so all three of you are underneath the stands at this point. Hey, guys, uh, how'd, how'd it go? I caught a Thindiquil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think we're on the right track, and here's why I know that. So you know how Mad-Eye Moody had said that he was going to be looking on his own to see if he could find the saboteur, and how he kind of had an idea of who it might be? Well, I was following after Snape, and they were kind of looking at each other, and they were both like, hmm, I think I know who's sabotaging something, and I think it might be used. Like, they were both looking at each other. And, like, I know we can trust Mad-Eye Moody because, you know, Dumbledore trusts him. Yeah, he's got that trustworthy look on his face, you know? He really does, especially now that he's got his, you know, glamorization yeah. finished up. But I heard one of them muttering a counter spell and the other one was muttering just a spell spell. I couldn't really tell who it was, but I really think Mad-Eye Moody was muttering a counter spell because he's proven time again that we can trust him. Well, kind of, he's kind of suspicious at the beginning and he's a little scary sometimes, but just the clues are all lining up here. They're pointing one right to another. That Snape is our guy. It's totally him. We just need to catch him in the act. We need to catch him red handed. Like while he's killing a child? Well, maybe not while he's killing the child, but maybe while he's like getting ready to ruin like the next event or something. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably have to wait and see how all these contestants are feeling, see if they end up at Madame Pumphrey's, see if anybody like gets poisoned or something. It seems that good old reliable Mui's taking care of Snape for this one, so I guess we just pool our resources and uh, what, catch him in the act? That's the plan, right? I mean, that's what I go. Is there anything else either of you can bring up? Group, what do you think? I think that's a great plan, and I'm just happy to be here. Thank you, Group. That's very, genuinely very sweet of you. I would like to squeeze his hand and be like, thank you. And at that moment, you hear cheering go up from the crowd, and you look up at the stands, and Harry is standing up on the table with his fists up in the air, and he's got, like, this nasty slug juice all down his front. <laughs> Cedric is face down on the table just moaning, and Harry is, like, pumping his fists up in the air, and everybody in the crowd is just kind of like, Oh, yay. Okay, Harry, good job. And at that point... Neville leaps up onto the stand. He's like, Harry, you've done such a wonderful job. And at that moment, he like steps in front of Harry and he goes stiff and he falls limp on top of the platform. What? And you hear Hermione's voice from above. You say, Neville's died again. This is so terribly inconvenient. Again? Oh, jeez. And that's where we're going to pick up next week. What? Jeez. That went completely unexpected. Why do kids always die here? <laughs> so it seems that somebody got in the way of this murder attempt. Moida, I barely know her. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening to Improv Tabletop. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Dumbledore's Delinquents. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as nobody at Hogwarts is apparently that Harry won the slug eating contest. If you would go ahead and give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. 
We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImpTab setting or hashtag ImpTab aspect. Let's do a round of plugs. As always, we've got our sister podcast, iCast Fireball, D&D 5e Actual Play. We fight dragons. We do shenanigans. It's a good time. Also, I would like to plug the Metroid video game series. You guys ever heard about this? It's, it's a good series. Just from Super Smash Bros. when Metroid comes in. So I have really been sleeping on the Metroid series. I had not played one of the games until this past holiday season. And guys, I've been going in hard on Metroid. It is so good. Metroid Fusion, I feel comfortable saying, is probably my favorite video game like of all time at this point. Wow. Fantastic series. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm going to be eagerly awaiting Metroid Prime 4. I can't wait until like 2030 when it finally gets released. <laughs> but yeah, go check out the Metroid series if you haven't yet. It's pretty good. McKenna, is there anything that you would like to plug? Take care of your mental health, please. Okay, JP, is there anything that you would like to plug? Don't drink and drive. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to clarify. <laughs> yes. Christian's ADHD pills are sitting in front of me right now. And he has been so much better now that he has them. So take care of your mental health. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that there are people who understand what's going on in the brain better than I do. So, you know, find somebody who can help you figure out what's going on inside that head of yours. And Connor, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes, I would like to plug painting miniatures. It's <gasps> something I've been getting into just the last couple months. It's so fun, very therapeutic. Uh, specifically, Warhammer 40K has been just a delight kind of diving into that hobby. I don't have any tips because I'm not good at it, but if you enjoy that kind of thing, you'll enjoy it. Paint a little guy. It'll make you feel good. All right. Bye from me. Okay, bye. <laughs> he just left. That's weird. No. I said, oh, there's the door. <laughs> well, here's hoping he gets back in time to do his outro. We'll see if that happens, because thanks for joining us here in the world of Dumbledore's Delinquents. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... McKenna Steve. Go on the massage. Justin Porter, aka JP, and I'm just happy to be here. Connor, when I'm back, inventor of Walmart. <laughs> oh, wow, he's gone again. He's so quick. The quickest in the <laughs> nation. Well, much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. When does it come out? I don't know. I think it was just announced today. Probably a while if they just announced the cast. It's okay. We're going to go to Georgia and meet up with Connor and go see the Nicolas Cage movie starring Nicolas Cage as himself. Yes. That is, is so, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be dope. <laughs>